This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. On the internet, on the phone, or in person. However you want to shop, Gilman has you covered. So go to Gilman online. Let's chat. Give us a ring. Or come shake our hands. Gilman is here for you. Gilman got rule number 26. However, whenever, wherever. Right now at Gilman Jeep, you can buy a 2022 Wagoneer Series 2 for $67,478. Visit GilmanJeep.com or contact Gilman Jeep for details. Gilman, it's the way to go. Hunting Matters is sponsored by Forlo. Forlo stands for the love of hunting. Forlo is the only technical hunting and fishing apparel, 100% designed, sourced, and made in the USA. And for a limited time only, Hunting Matters listeners can visit their website at forlo.com and use the code HUNTINGMATTERS at checkout to receive 25% discount off of any order. Visit forlo.com today and use the code HUNTINGMATTERS at checkout and get your 25% discount for a limited time only. That's forlo.com. Tradition. Conservation family the outdoors it matters to you it matters to us this is hunting matters presented by houston safari club foundation here's joe bitar good morning welcome back to hunting matters on kprc 950 this is your host joe bitar i'm ramon robles we um have a guest i think she made a mistake what do you mean well we just had her on two weeks ago well, she, she, she's been camped out living here at the studio for this two weeks. So I don't know what's going on. Why is she looking at me like that? <laughs> Do you remember I have five boys in my house? Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. That's yeah. all, pretty much. Vacation. We're doing her the favor. That's right. All righty. Welcome uh, back, Dr. Beter. Yeah, welcome back to you, sir. Thank you. And welcome back to Heidi Rayo. Uh, Heidi is a Texas Parks and Wildlife Department hunter education specialist for Southeast Texas and statewide, uh, becoming an outdoors woman coordinator. That's a lot to say, and we're going to talk about all of it today. But uh, let me give you a quick rundown of what's happening with Houston's Fire Club. Now, I can't play around with you today, Ramon, because okay. i got to get out of here. We're going to be shooting quail uh, 
Yeah, uh, here in about, exciting. An, about an hour or Pork two. quail. I know, but they're delicious. I've heard. Nobody's giving me any. Oh, well, hi, wait a minute. You've got, wait, let's see. I, I did have you've a turkey. Had, you've had axis. Well, yeah, I've good. given you fresh fish from Alaska, and you had fresh turkey Your breasts, Honor, please read back my breasts. statement. I never said I didn't Just get anything. Just a few anything. weeks ago. I, I said I never gotten quail. Okay, all right. Well, I'll I'll get you some quail. This is why couples divorce. And I, and I hunt, I shoot quail with a twenty two, so there's no damage wow. to, the, to the body. Yeah, headshots only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an amazing marksman. And well. If you don't believe it, ask me. <laughs> uh, what else have we got going on? Uh, Houston's Fire Club Foundation is sponsoring. Um, Several monthly events coming up. June 9th, Mr. Larry Weishin will be at Gordian Sons Outfitters with us. If you haven't seen Larry speak and if you had not been to Gordian Sons Outfitters, you need to sign up and be there for that event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then in August, uh, we're having our 50th anniversary party for our members. And guess what? You know how to get an invitation? Oh. Sign up sign up to become a member. Wow. And it's free food and beverages and live entertainment, uh, live auction and raffles. Man, I got... Um, a Walther PPK pistol. Nice. I got a Blazer group out of San Antonio donated um, the brand new yet to be released SL5, uh, Sour SL5 mm. turkey shotgun. Wow. We've got hunting trips and vacation trips. When is this again? That's going to be August the 13th at Conroe Taxidermy out in Conroe Taxidermy. Oh, yeah. Conroe Taxidermy Showroom, sponsored by Conroe Taxidermy and the Ox Ranch. It's our 50th anniversary party. So if you want to check out what we're about, what's happening, go to wehuntwegive.org. Sign up to become a member. Sign up for a monthly event. You don't have to be a member to go to the events except for the anniversary party. But um, we'd love to see you guys and, and network with you. And there's a lot of great people involved with the Houston Safari Club Foundation. And we do a lot to give back to uh, outdoor education, scholarships, and conservation. So go to wehunt we give.org today okay let's talk to our our guest today again again <laughs> seems like she was just here a few weeks ago That's Heidi, nice. welcome back thank you I'm just giving you grief because we know you can she's take one it. of the guys right we know you can take it well she's got four boys and a husband yeah. and, uh, god bless her but we i had, still wear makeup and put on my fingernails there you go so. we had three yeah. i always felt like the goalie you know, I just, especially when they were younger, it was bath time. Mm. There were naked kids everywhere. Because yeah. you get them in the tub and they start running. I feel like I just kicked them back into play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, just, I was just kicking them back into play. Right. You know, it was crazy. I can't imagine with four. Uh, what you it, give up. What it's like. You yeah. give up. I know you. They, well, overrun, they you know, overrun you. If there's two, you can conquer and divide. Yes. I guess with four, each of you could ha- maybe take two. Yeah. Kind you know, of, but kind then of. we're fighting on which two the other one gets because yeah. one of them mines better than the other. Yes, of you're, course. You're, I, I gave up. By the fourth one, I'm like, here, you want donuts for breakfast? Here, <laughs> yeah, here's, yeah. here's a candy bar. And they're also different. They're like, they came from us, but why are they all so, so different? So different from each other. But they know? like hunting and guns, and that's all I can ask for. That's cool. That's all you need. That's all you need. So let's talk about uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department first. Okay. How long have you been with the department? 24 years wow. next month. That's crazy. Would you start when you were 20? 12 or yes thank you that's a long time (laughs) yeah it is um what's your role with uh, texas parks and wildlife so i'm over the hunter education program for southeast texas so i recruit train and certify new instructors who teach our mandatory hunter education program as well as bow hunter education instructor certifications okay and i i've got a lot of questions about all those programs and the and the ins and outs and logistics of that um how many instructors are estimated to be in the state of texas right now about 3200 statewide wow that's not many no is it enough no 
There's never enough. Well, there's yeah. a lot of different options now to take hunter education, right. but we're always in, in need of more instructors who are willing to give the in-person hands-on live fire, you know, skills exercise type training. How many, how many, uh, hunters ed instructor courses do you give every year? It depends people? on the demand. Okay. You know, usually we try to do one every couple months around the state, you know, myself, you know, every couple months. And then my coworkers, there's four other people like me across Texas. So there's five of us regional specialists, okay. plus the coordinators based out of Austin. Steve Hall is our coordinator yep. in Texas. So, um, yeah, among the, you know, five, six of us, we cross overlap quite a bit and sure. we help each other do trainings and make our classes bigger and better. So the, are the instructor, uh, instructor candidates, are they, people that you guys seek out do they seek you out how does that work i mean how do you find people to become instructors uh, you both um usually if we see somebody that comes to a an event or you know calls and asks us a question and usually my best recruits are the ones that call me and say i live out in the middle of nowhere and i my kid needs a hunter ed class and i can't find one well guess what <laughs> you yeah. know, i've got a class coming up next month how would you like to be an instructor so you can offer that to your community so i get a lot of actually a lot of instructors that I recruit that way just by demand. They need it in their areas. Yeah. Um, a lot of them seek us. They seek us for training, whether they, they enjoy hunting or now they're in the give back stage. You know, they're retired. Their kids are grown. They have really have some fond memories growing up hunting and they want to continue that heritage and pass it out to the community. Yeah. Do you find that most of your instructors are of that retirement age or are they of all ages? Is there a majority in one age group or the other? It's it's mixed. Um, yeah. They a lot of them are retired, um, but we are, you know, getting the younger generation. They are coming through a lot of them that teach it in the um, high schools. Yeah. A lot of college professors are instructors as well. So they're teaching it right as part of their curriculum. So it's a pretty good mix, I would okay. say. Um, how old do you have to be to become an instructor? The we have an assistant program at age fourteen, fourteen or fifteen. I'll have to double check that. Okay. Anyway, you can become an assistant and help out somebody, a parent maybe, who is a full instructor and twenty one to be an instructor. Got it. Got it. And the three steps you have to take your hunter education, you have to have a game warden interview background check, and you have to go through the instructor training course. Oh, uh, you're out of luck, Ron. Yeah. The background yeah. check just nixed it for you, buddy. As an honorary game warden, though, I bet I got, I got some sway. Yeah, they didn't pull a background check on you, though, for that when, yeah, when Carter true. Smith oh, yeah. you know, rang you in. So we'll, we'll need to take care of that uh, that requirement. Taking a break on hunting matters on KPRC 950. We'll be back with our guest, Heidi Rayo. The Houston Safari Club Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports the future of hunting and conservation. Wildlife and habitat conservation, youth education and outdoor experiences, scholarships and anti-poaching efforts are just a few of the programs supported by this organization. Monthly events, an annual convention, award-winning publications, networking opportunities, and valuable resources for hunting knowledge are just a few of the benefits of being a member of Houston Safari Club Foundation. If you're searching for a group of people dedicated to protecting the future of hunting, look no further. Join Houston Safari Club Foundation today at wehuntwegive.org or call 713-623-884. Four, four. Taking my wife on a date. Does she know? Yeah.
Welcome back to Hunting Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Vitar. I'm Ramon Robles. And joining us today is Heidi Lynn Rayo. Yep. Do you go by Heidi Lynn? A lot it, of times I do. Is it like when you were growing up? Heidi Lynn, you knew you were in trouble yes. and you got the full name thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Heidi is the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, Hunter Education Specialist for Southeast Texas and statewide. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of websites, folks. Uh, TPWD, that's Texas Parks Wildlife Department dot Texas dot gov slash education slash hunter dash education. Just go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department <laughs> website and, and uh, do a search on hunter education. Uh, and there's also another site there that's uh, uh, texas.gov slash education slash BOW, which we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. And, of course, they have a social media presence uh, also online. So, Heidi, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions you've answered a thousand times before. But for our listening audiences, um, information and education, I felt like we need to cover some of these things. So what's required to complete hunter education in the state of Texas as far as the age and background checks and all those things if i'm a student and i'm taking it for the first time sure um nine is the youngest age for certification anyone born after september 2nd 1971 has to have hunter education to legally hunt in texas okay so everyone who's what 50 and younger needs to have hunter education um once a student turns 17 they have to have it regardless of age because or regardless of the grandfather date um, that's just the law. So if you're caught without hunter education, the fines are a class C misdemeanor. Fines can go up to $500. Um, hunter education is offered in three different ways. The basic classroom course is a one day, six hour in-person training. Students can actually go online and do studying and Parks and Wildlife has a free study material online through our website you do your studying and then you go in for a one-day field day with your instructor they that you go through a live fire exercise say firearm handling a skills trail shoot don't shoot ethics decisions and the test it's the same test regardless if you take the in-person one day or the online plus field day and the third option is if you're 17 and older you can take hunter education completely online But what we found is a lot of those folks are still trying to find that in-person training just for a little bit more extra hands-on time. So if I'm out of that age group, if I'm 17 and above, do I still have to, let's say I'm I'm coming in the state and I'm 55 years old, I still have to have hunter education? If you're born after September 2, 71 here in Texas, you do. Um, It depends also because Texas is 97, 98% privately owned, depending on the landowner whose property you're hunting. A lot of landowners also require hunter education regardless of age. If you're going out of state, mm-hmm. um, you have to have it in every other state as a first-time licensed buyer. So if you get your hunter education here in Texas, and we hear it all the time, well, I'm, I'm old, I don't need it. Yeah. Well, if you ever get invited, it's reciprocal. Um, your hunter education is reciprocal in all of North America, including Canada, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, South Africa, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Peru. So if you go hunting in any of those areas or countries or provinces, your Texas hunter education is valid as hunter education. What if you're coming from one of those places into Texas to hunt? Vice versa. Yeah, it's all all reciprocal. Yep. Good. Good to know. Same with bow hunting, bow hunter education. That's good. That's good to know. Um, So I took hunter education with my kids Mm -hmm. years ago. didn't even know if it was required, but I thought it'd be cool to take the class. It was back before there was the online stuff. They're all grown now. Um, 
What happens if I lose my hunter certificate, my, my hunter safety card? You reach out to either me or yeah. one of our hunter education staff, and yeah. we will look you up in our database, which goes back to 1972 okay. when our program started. So we, too, are celebrating our 50 years nice. of hunter ed here in Texas. So we have record of everyone who's gone through the training from 1972 forward. The reason I ask is because I know we've got uh, hunter education online as a component of the training now. And licenses, I mean, the outdoor annual, which everybody printed and they gave out by the handfuls at every sporting goods store when I was growing up and, you know, that sort of thing. Those have gone digital. Uh, and then uh, recently, licenses and, and reporting can be done online through an app as well. I was wondering if you could set up your profile and yes. pull up your hunter safety yes. on that. Yes, you well. can sync it all, Got sync it. it all up. That's you bet. Cool. And you can find your card online. We we know we the agency no longer send out the paper certifications sure. anymore. Right now, you download and print it instantly. Yeah, I think you know it, it's. I was in camp with somebody sometime, and this woman who was there uh, was quite offended that we were there hunting she it was kind of a resort type deal and uh, one of the guys who was with us said you know do you give money to humane society this that and the other and she said yeah i support this all these charities she said i don't understand how you guys can hunt animals and he said let me explain to you what the purchase of a hunting license does to help wildlife and habitat in this state and by the time we were done she said i'm going to go buy a hunting license i'll never ever hunt but if it does what you, I'm going to re- look, research it. But if it does what you says it d- does, uh, I'm going to go buy a hunting license just to help nature. Yep. That, that was her statement. Mm-hmm. I think the same can be said for hunting education. You bet. To 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 even if you don't hunt a lot or you don't have an opportunity, it's good to have that hunter education because you teach so much more than just how to hunt. Hunting, yeah. It's just more than just hunting. And we don't teach you how to hunt. Right. You know, we teach the law. We teach what's required. We teach safety. We teach ethics. We teach firearms, the different actions of the different types of rifles, shotguns. Um, and we teach f- safe field carries if you're walking with a partner in the field, um, how to safely control your muzzle. So it's so much further. And we teach about the um, Pittman-Robertson Act, the um, law back in 1937, which allocated funds on the sale of firearms and um, um, ammunition to go into wildlife management. So we teach a lot of that, where that money comes from. We teach about conservation. So it's more than just how to hunt. Yeah. I look at it as a good gateway for somebody who's maybe curious in hunting, who maybe wants to learn a little bit. They don't know if they want to hunt or not. I mean, to go online is easy, but to go to the classroom, just to sit there with other people yes. and, and, and learn all these things you're talking about, they they may go, you know what, I might be able to do this. So two things from that point is we saw a lot in, back in 2020 when everybody was trying to um, be a little bit more healthy, more natural. A lot of people are coming in. We call it the locavore movement. Oh, yeah, we yeah. have a lot of people that want to know where their food comes from. Mm-hmm. So they may not have grown up hunting, but they want to be a little bit healthier in their choices. So they've become hunters. So they want to learn that way. And the other point to that comment was um, just the whole safety aspect is people want to learn how to be safe in the field. If they are going into a hunting camp, they want to learn, learn about that. Yeah. It's, I think it's a great, I think it's a great introductory course. It's kind of like, it's not all hunting, but it's kind of right. like, I call it outdoors 101 type yes. deal, you know, cause it's so comprehensive uh, on the live fire uh, portion of the program. Do you guys still do it with BB guns? It depends or, on the instructor and okay. the facility where they're teaching. Um, we've done it with BBs. We've done it with shotgun. We do air rifles. Sometimes we even do archery. It's just teaching them how to safely handle a firearm or a bow and to keep the projectiles downrange, how to right. load, fire and unload. One of the 
things that always stuck out in my kids' memories of that, we, we talk about it every once in a while, was uh, they had uh, dove decoys up on a wire. Yes. And they were talking about safe shooting and that sort of thing. Shot, shot selection and safe shooting. And that always just stuck in their heads. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember they stuck the decoys up there and we were, yeah. had to make the decision whether we were supposed yeah. to shoot or not. Shoot, and don't shoot. Yep. Don't shoot, don't shoot section. Um, so I thought that was cool. And I, I still remember that too, just doing it with them. Um, so... Bow hunter education. Yes. When you mentioned archery, that kind of that kind of spurred something. Uh, is bow hunter education required in Texas? Only on certain areas. Um, it um, Hagerman up in North Texas okay. and Camp Bolas Pottsboro near San Antonio. Okay. It's required to hunt on those properties. Again, up to landowner. It's not required in all of Texas or mandatory in all of Texas. So our certification is a voluntary certification, but again, it's reciprocal. And I believe we're up to 14 different states that do have a mandatory bow hunter education. Really? So if you travel into those states to go bow hunting and you have to have your bow hunter ed, you can legally do that with your Texas Bowhunter Ed. And what do you learn with in Bowhunter Ed courses? Same. You learn okay. about shot placement, ethics. Um, you actually uh, shoot different unknown distances with your bow to see um, what shot you can ethically or you should ethically take because you don't want to take a long shot and potentially wound an animal. So you learn all about um, just the different distances and what the what the um, vital areas are. And the different, the, the, like the deer quartering yeah. to and from and away, yeah. broadside, you know, what that looks like. Sure. So there's lots of visuals. But you're not teaching basic archery. You should come, you should come with some knowledge of how yes. to, yeah, your, your, of your bow and your arrows and those. Okay. Got yep. it. I just want people to, it's not an archery one-on-one course. But we do uh, those too. <laughs> I know. I know. And they're, they're valuable as well. Taking a quick break here on Hunting Matters at KPRC 950. We'll be back with our guest, Heidi Rayo with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Some feeling comes to my door, the whole world turns blue. There's a rundown bar across the railroad track. I got a table for two way in back where I sit alone and think of losing you. Welcome back to Hunting Matters on KPRC. <laughs> I didn't mean to talk that slow. You told me to talk slower. <laughs> well, not deeper. I said slower. <laughs> I can't do one without the other. <laughs> Welcome back to Hunting Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Beto. I am Ramon Robles. Joining us today is our guest, Heidi Rayo. She's the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education Specialist for Southeast Texas and becoming an outdoors woman coordinator as well. Um, Heidi. If you love sparkling water, you should try an ice-cold Rambler sparkling water. Rambler is made right here in the Lone Star State and is perfectly balanced with Texas limestone minerals, no sodium, and just the right amount of crisp carbonation. Rambler is available in three delicious flavors, original, grapefruit, and lemon lime. Even better, when you buy Rambler, you're helping to support Rambler's annual contribution to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Rambler is available at your local HEV, Central Market, or Whole Foods. So grab a cold one today. And remember, Ramblers do it better. 
Are you ready to meet the one? Don't let business meetings and busy schedules stop you. Let It's Just Lunch in Houston be your dating concierge. From match selection to restaurant reservations, the professional matchmakers at It's Just Lunch use intuition, expertise, and a private six-step process to guarantee that you'll go on dates. Visit itsjustlunchhouston.com or call 713-572-0900 to get started. Your last first date could be one match away. I'm curious. We talked about the transition to online programs and everything being available online as far as licensure and that thing goes. How have you seen Hunter, Hunter Education evolve and change over the past few years that you've been involved with it? Sure. Um, Hunter Education started in Texas voluntary in 1972, actually to capture all of the Texans that were going to Colorado which required Hunter education back then. So that's why we started teaching classes. It became mandatory in Texas in 1988. And um, flash forward, um, our classes used to be at least 10 hours over two days. And we had instructors out there that could not keep a class under, you know, 10 hours. They were going 14, 16, 18 hours because there's so much to talk about with safety and and everything around hunting. But it's evolved because several years ago, um, our classes went down from 10 days to one day, six hours. And then we've included the online plus field day and then the online portion. But what we're trying to do is keep up with learning styles and keep up with technology because it's, it's going to pass us by if we yeah. don't ride the train because um, those people that we can capture and engage into the outdoors, they're going to do something else if we don't draw them in to our side. So we started offering what we call 101s. And all of those topics that we used to teach back in our 10-hour, two-day class, um, a lot of our instructors are now teaching one-day workshops. So they range from like method, such as um, different types of firearms. They do shotgun workshops, rifle, pistol, um, archery 101, muzzle-loading black powder, um, to species-specific, such as whitetail, turkey, upland game, waterfowl. Um, we also do dove hunting, feral hog. You know, we do ethics 101. So just getting those pieces of topics in the off season, you know, so participants or the public can come and learn all they can learn about a species or a particular method to be better prepared in the fall when seasons really kick it up. So a lot of our instructors have have really enjoyed teaching those one on ones. Um, Our staff, we love putting them on and the public really enjoys because we see a lot of adult onset hunters. Whether they, you know, they may not have grown up doing it, but maybe they married into it or maybe now their kids have gotten involved. And we see a lot of parents that are getting involved because their kids want to go hunting. We have the Texas Youth Hunting Program that we partner with Texas Wildlife Association. And you can take a kid hunting from 9 to 17. They can apply for hunts all across Texas. And that's exactly what it's for, is to teach you how to hunt with a guide and your parent or mentor so you can all experience it together. Everything's provided for a small fee for that program. I believe it's around 150 mm-hmm. for the hunter and a parent or a guardian um, for the whole weekend. They get wow. to experience um, not only the hunt and hopefully a, a good harvest, but we do campfires and we do other kinds of educational programs. Sometimes we have biologists come in. Sometimes we have game wardens come in just so they expand their their knowledge. And, and we love it when the city kids come yeah. because they've never seen stars. They never, they never oh, get yeah, to look up. Exactly. Yeah. 
Or, or rivers or streams or, you know, you'd be amazed at what they haven't seen Absolutely. before. Absolutely. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's a stream. I love it. It's a stream, Billy. There's water <laughs> and the whole circle of life in there. But we're actually starting to do, we do the youth hunts, but now we're actually starting to do adult hunts. Yeah. So that's for, you know, the, the adults that have never experienced it before. Now they have an opportunity to put in and for drawings and hopefully get selected on some areas across Texas, whether it's partnering with landowners or a lot of the parks and wildlife, wildlife management areas who are hosting these hunts. And a lot of our staff are helping to be guides and helping manage those weekends. Are those are you guys tracking um you know, we've talked about it before on this show, retention, recruitment, reactivation. Mm-hmm. These adult hunters, these first-time adult hunters or the or the novices, are you guys tracking uh, yes. their um, uh, retention? Yes, and okay. that's part of that R3. What yeah. you just um, they, Parks and Wildlife actually just hired two R3 coordinators. Okay. So that is going to be their primary focus is tracking and following the people that we're recruiting, retaining, or that we're reactivating in, in that model. So, yes, there, there is definitely... Is Texas going to produce any white papers or studies on that, or is that going to go into a national database? Because I know the R3 movement, R3, I don't hate to even call it a movement. It's yeah. R3 is a program now that's critically important to the future of hunting. Uh, they call it a movement. But are they going to be putting that information into a national database to start tracking that? Probably, because we, we do partner nationally yeah. okay. with that. So It'll yes. be very interesting to see five years down from the road the effectiveness of this program. Because, uh, listen, we all like to take kids hunting that would never and fishing that would never have the opportunity to do that otherwise. But you always wonder how many of those kids actually go back to it or can yes. go back to it. They don't have the resources, the people to take them. And I'm always curious to find out how many we, you know, I don't, I, I personally think there's a lot of them that go that one time and that's probably the only time they'll ever go. And But as they get older, maybe they'll they'll think, oh, I remember when I was 16 in high school, like, oh, man, I want to try that again. Yes. And that's when you get them, get them back into the hunting and fishing fold. And that's, that's, that's the numbers I'm curious to yes. see, to find out, you know, you're taking those young adults and, and, and adults early on in their, in their adulthood, are we bringing them back to the outdoors? Yes. Well, I wanted to go back to the whole adult hunting uh, thing and drawing. I mean, can you be more specific? I mean, how does one enter into that uh, drawing? So on the Texas Parks and Wildlife website, if you click under the hunting tab, there is another link. I believe it's um, public hunts. And there is a section that talks about um, mentored hunts and adult hunts and the different um, when they open for um, drawings and where the locations are across the state. What type of hunts? Just whitetail? Yes, yes. Whitetail, dove, um, waterfowl. It just again, it just depends on the location and what what they can offer. So yeah, we we try to throw the widest cast. You know, um, with feral hog to you know anything we can get them hunting and have good success. Well, I think that needs to be really shouted from the from the mountaintops, especially for you know people like me who are forty four, never really hunted. So, I mean, you know, not not a lot anyway who don't still know what they're doing. I mean, this is a great opportunity. Yes, it is. It is. And you're not going to laugh at me or poke me with a stick or anything? No. For being inexperienced? <laughs> not at all. I'm going to do both. <laughs> and I, I, love the, I love the inexperienced, um, especially because they don't have any bad habits that yeah, we have to break. Well, that's true. Yeah. 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 So we've got some really good opportunities to take advantage yep. of. So now you know the secret. Hit on that hunting tab and look under well, the public hunts. I, I think the secret is becoming best friends with Heidi. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of <laughs> yeah, I know call people. Name. Yeah. <laughs> she can. She's the hookup. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely. 
And and finally, just during that uh, that hunting thing, I mean, are we going to learn the whole gamut if if we're doing whitetail? Are we going to learn to dress yep. and, and all that? Yeah, you get to do it. Yeah, no. We will I, guide I, you absolutely. through that process. Dressing yourself or dressing the deer? Both equally, because I need mm-hmm. to know, is it camo and black, camo and white? Yes, you know. and that that's another part of that. And see how this can just keep growing yeah. to yes. all these additional one-on-ones, because there is a whole workshop that some of our instructors have put together on you know, hunting one-on-one, how do you dress? You know, mm-hmm. how do you dress for a deer hunt? You know, there's deer hunts in the panhandle when it's snowing and the right. same weekend you can be hunting down in South Texas and it's, you know, 103 degrees, yeah. same weekend. So um, we, we have those resources to help teach new folks into the field, you know, how to dress, how to prepare. And a lot of these uh, mentored opportunities, whether it's youth or adult, a lot of that is provided. So if you don't have it, we don't ask you to drop you know, $1,500 to come hunting for a weekend. So usually that stuff is provided. Um, we have the camo, we have the the blinds, the, the blinds, the chairs that go in the blinds, the firearms that you can use. So all of that, you know, we do our best to, to get all that provided for our, our participants. Man, I think you need to sign up yep. and go do that. I will. And get your, uh, we should film it. I'll need a weekend off. Well, I'll talk to your boss. Well, I'm talking about here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Take it to the well, field. I, well, there's two. That's you true. have two bosses. Yeah, yeah. We could do we podcast could do to the field. Oh, record it live out in the tent. I've got a for the cabin wherever we are. Yeah, I'm an on. What's that called? Those uh, adult onset. The yeah, adult onset. We got on. That's all, I've heard of adult onset diabetes, but I haven't heard of adult <laughs> onset hunting. Yeah, man, that could seriously though. That could be fun. I'm, don't throw me in the briar patch. Let's right, go. Let's do it. Okay. I'll just, I'll, I can film. We can, we can get a camera mm-hmm. printed and then I can shoot it and you can just have a blast. You're probably going to prank me. Nope. Go find me some elbow grease. You know, we'll like take them snipe hunting. There you go. Snipe yes. Hunting. Oh, you've got to do it. Paper bag and a flashlight. Yes. all you need, man. Yep. Snipe in the middle of the night. All you right. know what? I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with our final segment with guest Heidi Rayo with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Hunting Matters at KPRC 950. Welcome back to Hunting Matters on KPRC 950. This is your host, Joe Bitar. I'm Ramon Robles. Joining us today is Heidi Rayo with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department Hunter Education Program. Heidi, I read something um, about a week ago, a news report came out that stated from 2010 to 2020, the number of licensed female hunters in Maine rose from 17,000. I'm, ru- I'm roughly giving you rough numbers from 17,000 to t- over 23,000, an increase of 39% from 2019 to 2020. Uh, sorry, it grew 39% from 10 to 20. And then from 2019 to 20, 2020, the number grew nearly 16%. That's amazing. I believe it. Is that happening all over the U.S.? I, I believe so. I mean, that's, that's, we've, we talked about it, you know, over the years that, that, uh, women in the outdoors is the fastest growing segment there is. But until I saw these numbers, I didn't realize 
the raw number, you know, percentages, I see percentages right. all day. When I see these raw numbers like this, I'm like, wow, that's impressive. So, I mean, you know, hopefully that's happened in Texas and everywhere else um, across the United States. I um, believe so. Yeah. I've always believed when you hook the mom, you involve the whole family. Yep. Because yeah. she drives what you do on the weekends and your spare time, where the money goes, and women like to spend money. Yeah. So we'd like for them to spend it in the outdoors for sure. I've I've heard there are some outdoor retailers. I'm not going to name names that have actually started design their floor plans and their layouts to women mm-hmm. who like fishing and hunting, to where they're not automatic. You know, it's the old assumption was oh they're going to the yoga pants and the tennis mm-hmm. shoes and yep. buying little league equipment for the kids. But now they're starting to mix some of the stuff in the outdoors hunting and fishing stuff to merge it because there are more women buying yes. firearms and fishing rods and bait, you know, tackle and all that sort of thing, which I think is tremendous. Cause yes. like you said, if mom, if, you know, mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. And if mom goes out in the outdoors, they're going to, she's going to drag the whole family. That's with right. her. Um, which is kind of a good segue for us to talk about a program, another program you're involved with. You're the coordinator for the becoming an outdoors woman program. Yes. Tell us all about it. Okay, so that program started back in 1993 as a graduate research project up at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. And the lady who was doing the research wanted to find out what barriers women faced when going into the outdoors. And she discovered 21 different barriers, including, you know, resources, lack of equipment, lack of clothing, all those different things. And so grew the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program. It swept the nation and Texas jumped right on board and we adopted it in 93. So um, next year will be our 30th year of BOW in Texas. And I'm over that program as well. And what it is, it it is a three-day weekend workshop, and it introduces women who have never grown up doing or are interested in learning more about different outdoor skills. So the workshop uh, model is set up where a third of the classes that we offer during that weekend are hunting and shooting-based classes. A third of the classes are fishing and wildlife water-based classes. And the other third are the non-consumptive like camping or bird watching or geocaching. So over the weekend, we have um, very good instructors, some of which have been with the program all of the 30 years. And they're not just people that like to bird watch. I mean, these these folks are professionals in their field or they do this for a living um, or they're highly certified, qualified to be the instructors in the program. And so over a course, on average BOW weekend, um, I may have 55 or 56 different classes offered, and the women only get to pick four. So they arrive on a Friday. Um, They show up. We welcome them. They go to their lodging, their dorms, um, welcome, lunch. They go to their first session. So it's three and a half hour sessions. We keep those numbers small. So we have that good interaction and they, you know, they feel really comfortable learning in that environment. Um, dinner, you know, next morning they get up, they go to their second session, lunch, their third session. We usually have an auction. I have a friends of becoming an outdoor woman group, um, that does a big fundraiser. Um, again, women like to spend money and put it back into the program. And then Sunday morning they go to their fourth and final session and then they go home. So these workshops are so popular. Um, they're just, they're basic introductory skills. And when we advertise dates, I've got the next several workshop dates set into the next two years. Um, as soon as registration opens, um, the quickest was this last one that we just did in Rockport. It filled up, sold out 130 spots in 65 minutes. Wow. 
crazy. That is crazy. All over social media. And then, of course, I get the hate mail. You know, yeah. why don't you do more of these? Well, <laughs> yeah. all of that, because there's so much so many logistics that go on behind the scenes that people just don't realize the magnitude of the logistics. Sure. Um, but we only do two of these a year. And I completely randomize when I open registration and make it live. You know, I want to accommodate the people that can't check their computers during the day. I want to accommodate those that only, you know, that can't check them in the evening. So I've opened them on holidays. I've opened registration on weekends. I've opened them at midnight, you know, just to try to make it as random as possible to try to include everybody. And coincidentally, um, at every BOW workshop, we always do, you know, stand up if this is your first one. And more and more people, this is their first one. Because I can't, I can't tell you that you can't come because we're federally funded Parks and Wildlife. I can't say, Joe, you can't come back to becoming an outdoors woman. But what I can tell you is if you do come back, you bring a friend. You know, you bring Ramon or you bring another friend. Um, you can bring a friend. And they do. They're bringing friends because research shows that you're more likely to do activities if you have friends to do them with. Yeah. And how often do those weekend long programs happen? I twice mean, a year. We do one in the spring and one in the fall. Spring, one in the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm, yeah. I, I don't think we're eligible, Ramon. I want to be yeah. the first man to be <laughs> the first man you know, to, honestly, break, to break the gender barrier. Yeah. Yeah. We had years ago, years ago before my time, um, there was a guy that wanted to learn some of these skills that he never grew up doing and he has a family and wants to teach his kids. So he signed up and they made accommodations that gave him his own cabin, his own room or whatever. So because of that experience, so launched the Texas Outdoor Family Program. Oh, okay. And that program usually happens in our state parks and it was because of the Becoming an Outdoors Woman program now we can involve families and kids to teach them the same types of activities on a much shorter, you know, type of a weekend. Do other states do this type of program? I mean, not just BOW, but... Not all, as awesome as Texas does. But, well, that's yeah. kind of what I was getting at. I'm not, I'm not disparaging anyone else, but it seems Go like... Ahead, disparage. It seems like Texas, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and the people affiliated with it on the volunteer level all the way up to being an employee... It just seems like we have, considering also considering the fact that we're such a heavy private land state. Yes, yes. I know we're big, but a lot of it's private land. Yes. But it just seems like that we're really on the ball and on the forefront of education and yes. involvement and activation and engagement of people of all ages. Especially in the hunting program. Yeah. As long as I've been with the agency, we've always stood behind that model, you know, so goes Texas, so goes the nation. So we've always been on that leading edge of everything hunter education. We've always tried new things. You know, we're not afraid to, you know, break the barriers and and try something new. And it, if it sticks, you know, throw it on the wall. If it sticks, let's do it. And I've been fortunate to have, you know, management that's allowed me to, you know, try different things and, you know, experience different um, opportunities. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, Texas, we do it bigger and better and everything yeah. we do. It's just that sense of pride, I think, too, being in Texas. But yes, every state, most states have um, BOW programs. Some are run within their state agency. Some have broken apart and they're a standalone, you know, a, a foundation that helps run it. Yeah. But we've had women who've come to our BOW weekends that 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 is their bucket list is yeah. to hit every state's BOW program. Oh, wow. And we've heard it over and over. Texas is the best. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it just I, I can't speak intelligently about other states it just seems to me 
that the age-old excuse of, well, there's no opportunities out there, men and women and children, right. there's no opportunities out there to go and learn and, and actually hunt. It sounds like we've got a lot of opportunities. We do. And we've got a ton of public land that's available for hunting as well. If you can't go on a private ranch and can't afford to buy a hunt, you know, there's a lot of public hunting. I mean, I personally enter the draw stuff every yes. year just because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, you could show up in Garner State Park and be hunting whitetail when they're closed for a couple weeks. Exactly. You know? I mean, get, yeah. get lost in our website. Yeah. There's so much information. Go on. to Texas Parks Wildlife Department website. Also go to the texas.gov slash education slash BOW and learn about all the things that Heidi has joined us to talk about today. She's the Texas Parks Wildlife Department Hunter Education Specialist for Southeast Texas. And we're going to get out of here and see you next week on Hunting Matters, KPRC 950. On the internet, on the phone, or in person. However you want to shop, Gilman has you covered. So go to Gilman online. Let's chat. Give us a ring. Or come shake our hands. Gilman is here for you. Gilman got rule number 26. However, whenever, wherever. Right now at Gilman Jeep, you can buy a 2022 Wagoneer Series 2 for $67,478. Visit GilmanJeep.com or contact Gilman Jeep for details. Gilman, it's the way you